Hello and happy freaking Thanksgiving. If you are listening on the day this comes out and if you celebrate, you guys probably already know the name of this podcast because you clicked on it. But welcome to Seems Like Diet Culture or welcome back if you have been here before. My name is Mallory Page. I'm a registered dietitian and I am also your host of this podcast. This is the place where we discuss all things diet, culture, wellness, nutrition, exercise, and go through all of the different trends, rules, and just things that you may have heard within these areas because Lord knows there is so much freaking information out there and you guys are probably getting a very new supply of it if you are with your family or other people in your life around the holiday season. And of course, you guys know that we're going to be doing a holiday-themed podcast episode. Now, this isn't just holiday-themed, to be honest, because I really think this information can be used at any time, any place, any season. But I also feel that these type of comments or topics, I should say, come up the most during the holidays, when you're around your family, and when there is a lot of different types of holiday food and treats and all of that good stuff going around. Plus, many of you guys may only see people, you know, around this time of year. Maybe you're in college and you go back home for your breaks, or maybe you're going to visit your hometown as an adult. And so we often see people that we may not have seen for quite a while when we're doing these type of travels. And that's the times when either we get the most insecure about comments coming up or the comments come up themselves. So if you can't already tell from my little dissertation in the beginning, we are going to be covering specifically how to respond to comments around food or your body at holidays or in general. Now, I am really trying to keep this episode short and to the point because I know you guys have festivities to get to today, and honestly, the whole rest of the year, I feel like it's so busy for most of us. There are just so many things going on, and you guys know that the thing that I love to bring you on this podcast is very well-thought-out, dense information around any topic. And by dense, I mean that there are lots of different angles I look at it with. I look at it from a research perspective, my perspective, other educated professionals, your guys' perspective, and all of the things. But some of those episodes will be coming, and some of these episodes during the season will just be a little bit shorter and sweeter so that you can hopefully just give it a quick listen and feel more confident going into your next event or even just the day itself. So without further ado, let's just freaking get into it. So let's first talk about what is it? Because you guys know that's always where I like to start. Although this may seem self-explanatory, I actually think that it's not as self-explanatory as many of us think. And what I mean by that is body comments and food comments at surface value or surface level, we know what they mean and what they typically sound like. It could be something like, oh, wow, like you've gained so much weight from last year, right? It could be something that awful. But it could also be something that feels like it's a little bit of a backhanded compliment, like, oh, wow, you look so much better than you did last year, right? And you're like, what does that mean? Does that mean I look bad last year? Does that mean I look better now? Like, why are you even noticing it? 
Or it could also be something more along the lines of what someone thinks is a true compliment. Like, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. You look so good. All of those different comments, I think, elicit different responses in ourselves. And they also have different meanings behind them to some extent. And why I like to bring up this point around people making comments is because one of the things that I think can be the hardest to grapple with when we're receiving these comments is understanding why someone is doing it. It just can feel so confusing to try to understand the fact that someone that is supposedly our family, someone that we love, or even a friend or whatever it is, feels that it's necessary to observe us in this way and then to give their opinion. But what I want to offer to you guys about this is a few different things. Now, we can never tell exactly why someone's going to make a comment. Even if you ask someone, they may not know, depending on the amount of work that they've done to understand themselves and their view on their bodies and other people's bodies. But what I can tell you is that if someone is making a comment about your body, and I'm going to especially say one that is negative. So what would I consider a negative comment? I would consider a negative comment someone saying something about how much you're eating. Like, oh my gosh, are you really going to eat that much? You eat so much. Or it could be, oh my gosh, you look so different than last year, basically insinuating that you've gained weight. Or they could talk about something like, oh, you're not going to exercise? I feel like you probably should. You know, it could be one of those comments. And in my time working with clients around disordered eating and poor relationships with body image, let me tell you, I have heard some of the craziest comments that I truly could not even imagine would come out of someone's mouth. So I know that even just me giving those examples, those could be scratching the surface of the stuff that you hear. And I'm so, so sorry if that's the case for you. I just want you to know that I'm really sending love if that's something that you're dealing with. But whatever degree the comment is, we can always say with 1000% confidence, and I mean that, it's not 99.9, it is truly 1000% confidence, that that is a projection of someone else's problems around those areas. If someone is commenting on your exercise, they have their own insecurities about exercise. If someone is commenting on your body, they have their own securities, insecurities about their body. If someone is commenting on your food, they have their own insecurities about food. I promise you, this is the case because not only do people see what you're doing and maybe they feel threatened by you or you being in a body makes them feel like it's saying something about their own body. Guys, there are so many ways that the human just psyche and overall our mental health can F with our perception and affect us in a way that oftentimes we may not even understand. But at the end of the day, if you can remember that, it doesn't make the comment go away or make it so easy, and I'm not trying to act like it does, but it can remind you that it's not about you. It's not about you. It is about them. And 
what I would say is that oftentimes these type of people that may be really deep within their problems and are projecting it outwards, it could be hard for those people to really be able to hear any type of constructive criticism about what they're saying. They may not understand your opinion about why it's hurtful, and they may even in their own delusion way think that they're being quote-unquote helpful to you. And this is going to tie into the second half of this podcast episode when we talk about how to respond to these things, so just keep that in mind. Now, we have our middle-of-the-ground comments. Now, middle-of-the-ground comments, extreme comments, or quote-unquote kind comments, there's no way that what I'm saying those categories are should change or say what your response should be. I just want to clarify that. So if it's a middle-of-the-road comment, it doesn't mean that that should elicit less of a response in you than the extreme one. They're just being categorized that way because I think we can all relate to getting ones in different ways, right? So the middle-of-the-road comment is one of those things where they may be kind of complimenting you, but also kind of it makes you feel like it's a backhanded compliment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, wow, I'm so glad to see that you're eating less this year. Like you eat, used to eat so much. Or, oh, good thing that you're doing the turkey trot. Remember when you used to just sit on the couch during it? Or, gosh, you look so much better this year. Last year, you were starting to get a little heavy. It's those type of things. So it's like they think that they're complimenting you, which I don't think either way, it's not a compliment, but they may think that they're complimenting you. But at the same time, you kind of can sense that there is that little bit of like animosity behind it. Now, these people are an interesting in-between, or I should say these comments, because I think even one person could make any one of these comments, right? Especially towards different people. Now, I think that there's a lot that goes into this. I think that this, a lot of the time, can come from jealousy. Of course, still the insecurity is there, and it's still true that people are struggling, most likely, within the areas that they've mentioned to some degree. But I also feel like it's important to remember that that conversation that they're having with you they're probably bringing a little bit of charge to it. They may feel threatened or they may just be really oblivious and truly not recognize the type of tone that they're bringing. Maybe there's something on something else going on in their life and so they bring that edge to it. I mean, it is the holidays or it can be around the holidays where we're having these comments. And so when it comes to these comments, you want to, again, remind yourself, number one, this isn't about me. Number two, remember where that person could be at and what could be influencing them to say that. And then number three, try to figure out how you would want to respond to this person based off your past experiences of them. Because this is going to influence, again, how you're going to choose your comments in the second part of this podcast. Okay, so let's go into our third type of comment, which is what I call the quote-unquote nice comment. This is a little bit different comment than the other two, and the reason why I say that is because most often you can tell very clearly that this comment doesn't have malicious intent. I'm not saying the other comments are always malicious. Malicious may even be a strong word, but it's just that they're not trying to come at you to kind of 
hurt your feelings. They genuinely probably do think that they really are being complimentary to you. So an example that comes to mind is, oh my gosh, you look so skinny. I wish I looked like you, right? Or, oh, you have so much willpower to only eat that much food or to eat healthy or... Ugh, I wish that I worked out like you did. I'm just so lazy and you are just so strong. It looks so good. And with those comments, it is still true that it could be coming from a place of insecurity, especially how I just set those ones up. But also there are times where it could have nothing to do with insecurity. An example of this would just be saying like, oh my gosh, your body looks so good, you know? You're, they're not really adding themselves into that. They just may be thinking of it as a true compliment. And the reason why people think of stuff like this as compliments is because our society has conditioned us to believe that the thinner you are, the better that it is. And I do want to add in and make sure that I touch on the fact that skinny shaming is something that can also happen. Shame can happen at any body size. And so I'm not trying to act like this can only happen as you change into a larger body, but oftentimes the larger body conversation is more of what people comment on. But just know that the conversation I'm having can apply to any place that your body is in and any type of comment that someone is making that makes you have a certain type of response to it. But back to these comments... When you can recognize that they are just another person that is within the society that convinces us that being smaller is better, then it can kind of alleviate some of that feeling that they are doing it as a personal attack. It's just that, like, realization that just like everyone else, they are prone to all of the things that they see in the media and the stuff that we are so conditioned to believe with beauty standards. It is also probably a little bit different in some cases with these people that make a comment that they really think of as kind because they may be doing it to try to make you feel good. And if you can let them know that it doesn't make you feel good, they could be a lot more open to that response than the other two categories of comments. So now that we have our three areas of comments, And just as a clarification, of course, there are comments that fall outside of this. There are many types of comments that I didn't mention as examples. And this can be something that happens in so many different areas with food, body image, and exercise. I'm just using this as a simple way to go about it. So what I would say is when these comments come about, what you want to have is you want to have a toolkit of responses. Now, you can do something as complex as writing these things down, like literally having a list of responses and trying to memorize them if that's helpful for you and you get sometimes flustered in these type of situations. Or this can be as simple as literally just having an idea of what things you could possibly say or how you want to go about the situation. 
And the reason why I took the time to go through the different types of comments is because I think that the way that you respond may change depending on the person. And so you may even have a different toolkit of responses for different people at different times or in different situations. So I'm going to name a few of the different ways that you can respond to diet talk, to body comments, or food comments, or exercise ones at that. And when I go through these, don't feel like the response or the area I'm saying has to be the one that you use. There's tons of ways to go about this, but this will give you an idea of some options. And then we can talk about maybe which people in which scenarios it would make sense to use these comments. So the first one and one of my favorite ones is pivoting. Oh, I also want to mention that the kind of outline that I'm using and some of the examples are from an account called The Wellful and she posted this. Her name is Brianna O'Malley. She's an RD. She's really awesome. I'll put the link to this post um, down there. That's from her. So the first one that she talked about is pivoting. I love pivoting. So this is that someone asks you something or makes a comment. It's even better if they just make a comment like, oh my gosh, I have to save up my calories like all day today before eating. And you kind of just like let it hang there for a second and then just say something like, oh my gosh, have you watched the new season of insert TV show? Or have you seen this movie? Or, oh my gosh, look how pretty it is outside. Or, oh, I'm so glad that the weather turned out to be nice. Or I can't believe how freezing it is. It doesn't matter what you pivot to. I would just honestly lean into the thing that feels the most natural for you but especially when it's a comment and not a question, it's not super awkward to just kind of almost even act like you didn't hear it and just pivot into something else. Now, another option that can go in this category is ignoring. And again, ignoring, you're going to have to be careful, like what is the scenario and thinking about how that will be taken. But let's say that someone is kind of trying to engage with you, but it's not obvious enough, right? Maybe they're walking through the kitchen and saying like, oh my gosh, like this is so bad. I can't believe we're going to eat all of this later. And they're not maybe directly talking to you or maybe you are in the kitchen, but it's not like so specific and you can kind of just not engage, you know, and it's not going to be so offensive that they feel like it's making a, a big statement, But at the same time, it doesn't allow the conversation to continue. Now, of course, you can make ignoring a statement if you wanted to, but I'm trying to kind of go with the path of least resistance in these areas. And I'll talk about if you don't want to go that path in a little bit as well, because, you know, sometimes you don't want the path of least resistance, and that is more than okay with me as well. Now, the last tactic that goes along with this whole idea of kind of ignoring is taking physical space, literally walking away or leaving the room. So you could announce like, hey, I need some space without giving an explanation. You could just walk out. You can choose what makes the most sense for you. So those are kind of the ones that I say are not addressing it and just moving on to try to stop the conversation from continuing. Now, there are ways that we can get a little bit more mm, conversational about this. So one that I would say is just creating a boundary. So when creating a boundary, you would say something like this. Please don't make comments about my body or food. It makes me uncomfortable. 
So you're not necessarily saying to them that what they said was quote unquote wrong, although it may be, but you are putting the power back to yourself and you're saying, hey, please don't make those comments to me because it makes me uncomfortable. The useful piece of creating a boundary is that people feel less attacked when you are talking specifically about yourself rather than talking about them or correcting them. Now, as we all know, there are for sure going to be the people out there that are going to get upset and say like, why? Why does it matter? Like, you're so sensitive. But there will also be the people that would say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it makes you uncomfortable. And I think that's where it goes into maybe I would say that tier of person, especially that was trying to make the quote unquote kind comment, right? And you just say, hey, that makes me uncomfortable. I think a lot of those people could be really receptive to that because their whole goal was to make you feel good. So if they know they're making you feel uncomfortable, then they may connect the dots really quickly. This also could probably work for someone that is more in the middle, right? Maybe they said a comment and it was kind of a backhanded one, And they may also be receptive to you saying something along these lines as well. Now, your extreme comments, that's up to your own discretion. But I would say that a lot of the time, those type of people are so in their own insecurity that in projecting so much that they may not be able to like really hear what you're saying when you try to create a boundary. And that's really frustrating and you can still do it but you just may have to know that you're going to be getting into a potential conversation. So then we can get into our more active responses to comments. So this would be calling it out, sharing some education, or correcting it. So what is calling it out? Calling it out is something that you would say to make them aware of how what they're doing or what they're saying is kind of ridiculous. So it could be, isn't it wild that we greet each other with body comments? I swear you have more interesting things to say. I don't think that this necessarily comes off as rude, but I do think it makes the person reflect. And so you could see how someone that is making a kind comment or trying to could be like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, let's talk about something else, you know? But then you can see how this could really set someone off that maybe has a short temper or is really triggered about these things. Sharing some education is something along the lines of, I'm actually working on my relationship with food and not thinking about food is good or bad. I can send you some of my favorite IG accounts if you want. I really like this response, especially to someone that may be more in the middle or making a comment that involves themselves especially in the quote-unquote kind comment category. So what do I mean by that? I mean that the person that's saying, oh my gosh, you look so skinny, like, what did you do? Like, tell me. And you could say, like, actually, I am trying not to focus on how my body looks and instead focus on how I feel and breaking down the good and bad food and all of that stuff. I have some amazing IG accounts that I could send you, right? And they may be like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been trying to do too. Like, that's so helpful. Now, this probably isn't something that the person that's saying like, oh, you look fat, which I hate that that's something that would ever come out of someone's mouth, but I know that it does. You saying something like, oh, I'm actually trying not to utilize, or I'm actually trying to break away from that and not 
comment on my body or whatever else it could be, right? Like I'm trying to even formulate that response. Like you can see how it's kind of a challenging exchange unless you want to get into that conversation with them. The last thing that you can do is correct what they're saying. So this example that you could do around food, right? Like, oh my gosh, we're being so bad eating all of this food. Or are you really going to eat that food? Like having seconds, that's a lot. You could answer with eating food doesn't make us good or bad. That would be awful if it did. You know, that's kind of like casual. Or it could be something like, actually, I am able to listen to my hunger and fullness cues. And if I want seconds, like I can totally get seconds. So you can correct what they're saying. Now you can see how like calling it out, education, correcting it, they can all kind of fall within the same type of response. And they're going to be a more active approach that as I've kind of alluded to, I wouldn't always suggest using this with someone that is really making the hurtful comments. Maybe it's something that you can do with the people that are kind of in the middle ground and especially it can be something with someone that you trust that is trying to make a kind comment that you can use, but it's going to be up to your discretion and your understanding of who these people are. So if you're trying not to make waves in a scenario because you truly don't think that it's worth it, then you're probably going to be better off pivoting, taking physical space, ignoring it, and sometimes even creating a boundary for yourself. If you are more in it and you're like, you know what? I do not give an F if I create waves. Like, I am sick of this. I'm sick of people commenting. I'm sick of hearing this rhetoric. Then heck to the yeah, do it. Make the correction. Call them out share the education. Like, don't feel like you have to shy away from saying what's on your mind. And I just feel like I wanted to give you guys both options because I know that everyone may be at a different emotional and mental capacity. Everyone is going to have different family members and friends and be able to tell how much of the conversation would actually be productive versus how much of it would not be productive. And it's always important to stick up for things that you believe in and that are very prevalent and impactful in society. But we also do have to maintain our own mental health too. And so just remember that as you try to kind of make your decision of what you want your toolkit to be and how you are going to respond, to take into account how much of an impact speaking up is going to make on you and on those people. Because if you know that saying one comment around, like, education is going to trigger you getting absolutely screamed at and belittled and torn down and even exiled from a table or, you know, even worse things and put you in physical, mental, or emotional danger, please remember that that is very important to take into account in this decision. 
And I know that some of you guys may listening may think like, Mallory, why are you being so extreme about it? But this stuff, it it's, can be really serious. I don't think people understand how sensitive people and humans can be about their relationship to food and exercise and body image. And although I, of course, think it is so important that we spread awareness and that we advocate for those that are oppressed and that we advocate for ourselves, I also think that you need to realize that if you're going to be completely belittled, completely put down, completely exhausted and depleted or even in danger for not making even the slightest difference in a person or in a scenario then maybe it's not worth it in that exact moment. Maybe it's not worth it in that specific space. It may be worth it at another time or with one of those people, but it's okay to not be the hero if it's not safe for you in that scenario. Now, if you do think it's going to make an impact and you want to say it, freaking do it. You've got this. Like, I am cheering you on. I am so proud of you. I can't tell you, on the other hand, how many people I have had that were clients that were so afraid to make a comment, to stand up for themselves, to set a boundary. And not only was it well-received, but it honestly made an impact. It truly changed not only how they felt, but it changed how other people commented on their bodies, their food, their exercise, and each other's. And it brought up the whole environment and even can inspire change in others. So I'm so thankful for you listening today. And I'm so hopeful that this will be helpful for you going into the holiday, if you celebrate, or just the season in general and even moving forward. If you have things that you feel like I missed or you have questions about how you should utilize these responses, please feel free to reach out to me and or share any feedback that you have on the podcast. I really, really appreciate your feedback. And if there's something that you want to see from me, I will always try to make sure that that gets added into the agenda at some point for recording. So I can't wait to see you guys next week. And I hope to see this maybe in your story mentions, maybe a little review, maybe a star on Spotify or maybe five stars if you're feeling crazy. Whatever you feel like makes sense and how this podcast impacts you, I appreciate. So again, I'll see you next week. I'll stop talking now and I'll do it before freaking 30 minutes. Look at me go.